Go eat breakfast. You can hear the morning howl. Remo is howling. Good morning! Welcome to the week of September 20th to 27th. This is Anne Ortley's Weekly Weather. The eclipses are leaving. The eclipses are leaving. Remo's howling. The world is good. Uh, today and this week, we have a lot of energy as the, the eclipses depart us and head off into uh, the woods. The sun and the moon separate from the nodes. Actually, they meet up on Wednesday, and then they're done. Eclipse season is finished. And we have another one in April and May next year when the sun gets next to uh, within 15 degrees of the nodes. But for now, we're finished. We actually have four more days as the sun zips to the new moon on a Wednesday night. And then we are finished with eclipse season, which is great. It does get triggered. The memories come up. But it's been a pretty eventful uh, six weeks. And so we're going to go forward into this week and say goodbye, eclipses. Goodbye. Go away. Thanks. Been fun. Uh, don't, don't darken our doors for another six months as we move forward. So the week's a busy week, actually through Wednesday, and then it gets very quiet at the end of the week. So that's helpful. All the aspects happen in day one, two, three, uh, up to the full moon, and then we, you know, just kind of go on a cosmic pause. Not really because planets are uh, out of bounds in Sag, and uh, Mars is out of bounds until next spring, and Pallas Athena is out of bounds in Cancer, so as the moon changes signs every two and a half days, she gets makes new strategic energy about different parts of our life. But the drama's done, which is helpful. We like the drama being done, um, because there's been a lot of it. All right, we can go through it or we can grow through it. A couple of you have quoted me that back to me. Thank you, Sarah, uh, in Stockholm. Um, yeah, the energy is really definitely what's our choice. How do we choose? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Always important questions. All right, first up, yesterday, I meant to do this last night, but it's been crazy eclipse season. This is the accounting season. You know, accounting season for CPAs, tax season for CPAs. This is the accounting season for astrologers. So we definitely feel it. So Juno enters Pisces, which of course is nice. It calms it down. Um, if you could see my apartment, it's full of boxes because we're packing things up for Florida. Uh, change your home, change your environment, where are you headed? Moon in Pi Juno in Pisces is a lovely, soft energy. If you've been feeling with these eclipses, like you need to throw away things, keep going. South Node in Scorpio says, let it go, let it go. Uh, we also had the Sun trying Jupiter yesterday. Now it trines Jupiter right before it goes into Sagittarius. Uh, and the last aspect uh, that it makes is a wonderful trine. The Sun says to Jupiter, okay, what we've been working with, where we've been going, is shifting, releasing, and going away. And remember last week we had Mercury and Venus both trine Jupiter and then go into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is party down. Lots of party, party, party. Let's go. So the energy is going to pick up. We're not going to feel so depressed, so sad, so... Because we're working with that Sag energy. And the Sag planets all report into Jupiter and Pisces, their favorite thing. Now remember, Mars is out of bounds. And he answers to Mercury and Sag. And so we woke up today, this morning, or yesterday, to uh, news of a mass shooting at a gay club in Colorado Springs. Um, Mercury and Sag, out of bounds, young people, Mars, right? And unfortunately, the, sometimes the harder aspects of the energies show up. 
So we're going to work with that. We also have uh, Hammer of Thor um, with Ceres and Virgo uh, squaring the Uranus and the Saturn. Uh, and of course that's the changes we need to make in our life, the shifts we need to change. Uh, and uh, Hammers of Thor are never easy. Uh, there is a nice big Hammer of Thor in the sky. Um, so we have that Sun trine Jupiter. And in this case, I understand the, um, the patrons of the club overtook and tackled the shooter. But again, an AK-47 with a bunch of bullets. I mean, when are we going to regulate this stuff? Do people need machine guns in civil society? You know, I've gotten off of politics now. Um, now I'm into gun control. You know, you got, I'm an Aquarius rising. I've got to give you my opinion about these things. But the Mars out of bounds in Gemini, you know, it was a party. And then boom. Uh, but then answering to that Mercury and Sag gives us a very forward motion. Excuse me. I have Remo howling, and I have a sleep apnea machine, so my nose runs in the morning um, as everything drains, so I will be blowing my nose because I don't usually record this in the morning. Um, next up, we have the Mercury-Venus combination. Uh, so they're going to meet up, they're going to join, and they're meeting on a world point. And when they meet on a world point, they're also forming a hammer of Thor. Oh yes, we love those hammers of Thor, but we have another one. Um, and this time Mercury and Venus are both the handles and the hammer is the out-of-bounds Pallas Athena answering to the moon in Scorpio and out-of-bounds Lilith answering to the moon in Scorpio and Eris, the goddess of discord over here in Aries. So this will be a verdict in the Harvey Weinstein case, of course, because the Eris has been um, very much the... Uh, you know, when she really became conscious and was squaring Pluto was when we had all the Me Too movement. Now she's squaring strategies, procedures, and Lilith out of bounds. Don't want women not wanting to be subservient. So we see this Venus-Mercury. So we're going to watch for legislation. It's in Sagittarius. We're going to watch for world point energies. This also was very much stimulated with the riots in Iran, uh, with women protesting that they were killed for showing their hair. A young woman was killed for showing her hair. Um, so we can anticipate some protests, some arguments on Monday when this hammer swings. And of course, it's Monday through Tuesday because you know it's, it's Venus and Mercury, but they're on a world point, so it'll be very public and very overt information. We also have the Sun entering Sagittarius where he's going to be for 30 days, yay. And again, the Sun, the Venus, and Mercury all answer to a lovely Jupiter in Pisces stationing. Uh, and he is stopping, but that energy is very enthusiastic, very optimistic, very forward motion. And we are in a balsamic approach to the new moon. We're in the last gasps of the eclipse. We are going to have that moon go over the south node, which is another major releasing point. We still have the Grand Trine from last week. I'm not showing you a separate slide of it. But you can see the Grand Trine with the Jupiter-Neptune, with the Pallas Athena and Lilith, and with the Sag planets. So the planets have now moved into fire. So it's fire and water. Think tea. Think hot water showers. On a bad day, scalding. On a good day, teacups biscotti, you know, happiness. So the energy is very passionate. People's passions are going to go up. We're going to watch for some inflammatory words because those three planets in fire, including two of them on a world point, Venus and Mercury, 
Now, the sun will get to the world point shortly, in seven days from now. Uh, and we also have um, the en that energy, remember, it shoots out here into the Pluto, forming a kite. Uh, so Pluto is the apex of the kite, where it's asking us for transformation. And he's saying, have we been transforming? Now remember, Saturn and Uranus are separating. They didn't actually meet up this fall, but they certainly brought up the things in our lives we have to change. And last year, January, June, and December, Saturn and Uranus had three exact squares. And they're similar to the ones, if you're old enough, that happened in 99, that set the pace for the next 20 years of your life. These three squares are setting the pace for the next 18, because we already started the next 20 years of your life in December of 2020 at zero Aquarius. So look at where your life is asking you to make changes, and make them, make them. Saturn's pulling away from Uranus, and he's a happy guy, in you know, as happy as Saturn can be, but he's also encouraging us to move forward. He does have a nice trine from Mars which gives him permission. You know, he and Mars are moving closer to a trine, which is a working trine. Remember, Mars in Gemini means you're going to have to do everything twice at least, but that's what Mars does. And Mars has also finished his second pass to Neptune. He did that last week. So you should be seeing things really clear. The illusions should be gone. The delusions should be gone. And you're looking and you're going, oh, okay, a little politics. Um, you know, the Republicans are saying they're going to do all these investigations. I'm like, I thought they were going to fix inflation and go after crime and do all this stuff. Can you guys do both? Doesn't seem like you're talking about that. Seems like you're talking about investigations. Mars square Neptune. Watch who's revealing stuff to you. And also this, whatever you're seeing now, because the veil is falling, you have to make some decisions about, because when we get to January, the universe is going to turn to you and go, are you happy here? Look at your Neptune house, your Pisces house, look at your Gemini house, and see where you're being asked to make changes. In my case, it's this apartment. Um, I'm packing up stuff and throwing away things I haven't seen in, you know, uh, since I moved in here in 1979, maybe even since 1976. Some stuff even older. Some stuff from my childhood home uh, when I grew up upstate. So it's very much a time of... Um, uh, looking at things, understanding what the dream was. Is the dream still there? Is there a new dream? And releasing the things from the old dream that you're done with. I threw away my tennis racket. I th no, didn't throw it away. I donated it to Goodwill. Donated my tennis ball cramper downer. You know, you used to be able to hold the pressure. It was a little thing that threw away some tennis balls. I don't know how old they are. Might not be very good because it's been a long time since I played tennis. Um, yeah, so what, and I gave away all my briefcases. I'm not carrying briefcases anymore, but I had like eh, five of them, four of them, off to Goodwill. Um, so the energy is, you know, looking at your life, sifting it, saying, like I've been doing, is keep, stay, go. Keep, move, to f go away, move down to Florida. Mars square Neptune. Look at where that Mars is taking action in your life through January 12th, releasing things, and then he comes back again in March and squares it a third time. So this is the second of three, two of three, uh, and as he goes towards his trying to Saturn, there's a clarifying energy. I can see the back of my closets now. Pretty big. Uh, there's a hammer of Thor that we talked about with Mercury. Mercury in the sesquiquadrate to the Eris and the Venus, or Eris and Pallas Athena. Remember, she's out of bounds. 
So, because she's answering to the Scorpio moon or the Sag moon, she's pushing us, in this case she's answering to the Scorpio moon, she's pushing us forward and encouraging us to go do things. And then Venus, the hammer of Thor, uh, here we go. Now, remember, this hammer takes place in the last stages, these hammers, both of them, take place in the last stages of, we're going towards a new moon, so part of the time they have the moon in uh, Scorpio, and then they switch to the moon in Sag, right? Which means that Pallas Athena goes from digging through the closets, in my case, to freedom! The boxes go off with the mover in my land, figure out what's the freedom of the strategies you've been undertaking. Transformation indeed. Next up, Jupiter stations uh, to go direct, and that happens on Wednesday. Uh, at um, 6.02 p.m., just a few minutes after the new moon, and I'm waiting for the new moon. I'm going to do that next. So Jupiter stationing direct encourages us to go forward, and he's now going direct. So now really all the outer planets, Pluto, Saturn, uh, Vesta, Juno, have all gone direct. Neptune's going to go shortly. He goes next month. And then the Aries planets go when we get into Sag, Chiron and Eris. And Uranus goes in when we get into Capricorn time. But Neptune is back moving forward. Now he is reminding Neptune, and, or Jupiter is back moving forward. He is back reminding Neptune about their vision and what they said they were going to do last April. So the new 13 year cycle of working on the dream, Jupiter expanding, working, growing, Neptune the dream, the hopes, the fantasies, the illusions, the desires you have. And illusions are a good thing. You know, you have the, this illusion of this it inspires you, and you go towards it and create it. So as Jupiter stops and goes direct, now remember we feel his station a few days before and a few days after, so because it happens Wednesday night, we've been feeling it since Friday. Um, and so in the case of the shooting in Colorado, it was a Pisces as a bar, they stopped him in New York, we had two uh, people posting on social media wanting to shoot up um, uh, synagogues, and they arrested him before they shot them. Shot it up, thank you. But that energy, you know, what's the dream, what's the vision in their case, to shoot up, and the, and the good news is stopping it and tackling it. And obviously it was loss of life in Colorado, but it could have been worse. The patrons tackled the guy. Um, so it's an interesting energy where we're really seeing Jupiter step forward and go, hey, hey, this is what my dream is. I want to work on it. So if in your life, think of where... 28 Pisces is, because as he stops there, anything in water, and remember, he's part of that grand trine that we have um, in uh, the kite. We also soon, not quite yet, uh, Ceres is moving in. It's a partial kite. You can see Ceres down here opposite this saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's create something, but we still do have the big kite with Pluto. Um, and kites form, grand trine in water with a little fire thrown in, hot water, tea, biscotti. Uh, and then the Pluto here as the apex squirting out. And that was the leak. Now, literally, you can't really see it, but behind me on the wall there, I had a leak last week. <laughs> the neighbor upstairs pipe was leaking, and I noticed the wall. Actually, my friend noticed the wall. She said, I think you have a leak up there. I'm like, I think I do. And then I had a bubble in my wall, so I don't know that we're getting it fixed before I go to Florida, but I got a leak in the wall. So watch for where things are leaking in your life and, and transforming things and helping you change uh, things that you need to change. Next up, 
We have our lovely new moon in Sagittarius. Now, I did a new moon webinar last night uh, talking a little bit about the Jupiter ingress, which is going to happen on the 21st of um, uh, the 21st, 20th, 21st of December, depending on where you live in the world, and um, the energy of transformation and change. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. You can go purchase that new moon webinar. Do your new moon Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Basically, the moons in Sag and the moons in Capricorn all have really nice closing aspects. Um, so there's a you know, moon in Capricorn's got a sextile to Jupiter. Moon in Sag has a square to Jupiter. Uh, they're very juicy, abundant new moon. This and this new moon, of course, is the sun and the moon here, um, conjunct on the south node. But this is the end of eclipse season, and we still have Venus and Mercury, of course, in Sagittarius, hanging out real close. Mercury's going to pull ahead now because he kissed Venus, and they formed their hammer of Thor, and the two of them went there and went boom, boom. I kind of think of that as me and Joni uh, going through my stuff. Boom, boom. The last trip to Goodwill is this week, you know, because the boxes leave. Uh, and, the, and the boxes leave and the Goodwill stuff is gone. In your life, what are you hammering out? What are you getting rid of? Uh, what are you letting go of? All good. Um, we also see this as a nice new moon. It has, you can see in there, a mystic rectangle. See that big mystic rectangle? It has a number of other configurations, but the thing to emote notice, this is in D.C., is the Mars on the Ascendant in Gemini. Now remember, a lot of the stuff that's getting promised to us right now, Mars is retrograde. It ain't happening. It'll, we'll know for sure if it happens in, December, in January on the 10th to the 12th, when Mars goes direct, but in the meantime, if people are saying things to you or doing things to you, just kind of look and go, okay, well, let's see what happens. I know you think that's what's going to happen, but it might not. And in your own life, you know, if you're getting bad news, you know, it's like, I know you think that's what might happen, but it might not. And here we see the Mars and the Ceres having a square also. Um, now, Mars is still going backwards, so it's squared Ceres, but Ceres is very much what the working energy is we're doing. And, of course, last week we had Mars square Neptune, which was two of three. So you've got your plans, no problem having plans, but be flexible, and remember they may be revised when Mars goes direct. So every time Kevin McCarthy says something, I kind of chuckle. Every time uh, other people say things, I kind of chuckle because I'm like, well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, I know what you want. Let's see what the reality is. So we're going to be watching that energy as that Mars changes. Not to say don't make decisions, just make decisions with the idea being you may change your mind. Okay, so in that in that new moon that we have on, on Sagittarius is a mystic rectangle. There it is, nice and beautiful. Uh, mystic rectangles are inspirational energies for us, and they encourage us to have a dream, to work on the dream, to go forward. Um, and the way you read any, any uh, interface, any... Um, uh, aspect pattern in the sky is you find the lowest number, so you go in and you go, gee, who's the lowest number? Ceres in Virgo. Ceres in Virgo, and what's the next one? Neptune. So we go across the pile to Neptune, with the opposition. Neptune says, okay, what's the Ceres in Virgo is say, what is the organizational principles you're going to have in your life? Virgo likes to organize things. Ceres likes to create things. Opposite to Neptune. Neptune goes, great, I got this cool stuff, I'm ready to go. And then Neptune comes over here to Pallas Athena and is strategic, because she's next up. Pallas Athena goes, I'm strategic, and then she goes over here to Pluto, 
And Pluto goes, oh, wow, cool, let's transform things. And then uh, Pluto goes over here to stationing Jupiter in Pisces. So that's the flow. So literally in my life, I'm packing up my kitchen, because that's really the big part of the change. The Florida condo's nice, but it had plastic bowls like you get from um, uh, Publix with fruit salad in them. So I moved my good serving bowls down there. I'm moving my silver down there because we're going to be doing Christmas. I'm moving my good dishes down there because I'm going to be doing Christmas and Easter. Um, and I'm packing up kitchen stuff because that's going to be the new locus of entertainment. I don't really, haven't really been entertaining here in New York the last few years. I know we hit COVID, but so I'm kind of shifting it down there because a lot of times in New York you eat at restaurants, but in Florida you have people over to your house. So shifting, moving, changing. So I know that mystic rectangle is kind of like, okay, all this change and shift. And you can see kitchen going to the place in Florida, strategic cancel, cancer thinking about cooking and what do I need? Mm -hmm. Should I bring my yogurt maker? I think I'll bring my yogurt maker. Should I bring my dehydrator? I'll bring my dehydrator. I know I'm a Virgo. I have a lot of stuff in the kitchen. I love kitchen supplies and I love hardware stores. Those are Virgo fantasy places. Over to Pluto, transforming my apartment here. Very different. A lot of changes. Threw stuff away, moved stuff. I actually already have a crock pot in Florida, so I'm leaving my crock pot here. I have a Cuisinart in Florida. I'm leaving my Cuisinart here. But I am bringing my espresso machine and my little Demitasse coffee types and my biscotti, in case you want to come over for um, espresso or cafe latte. We make both. Uh, and then this transformation energy of the vision. You know, I have this vision of what I want to do. So this is the mystic rectangle in this new moon. And remember, these eclipses came in and they've swept all this stuff out of your life. Or they've changed your perspective, which counts too, because we still have Mars retrograde. We're not sure where we're going 100%, but we have the vision. Uh, so this mystic rectangle inspires. It also has a number of asteroids, which are always fun, particularly ones around music uh, with uh, the creation, and a lot of about partnership with Hera being active, um, and a lot of energy around um, changes that are permanent in our life as part of our purpose. Um, so they bring the fates forward. Tisiphon is one of the three fates, and her job is um, to kind of inspire, and she's sitting next to Chiron. So we're going to look at that and say, okay, you know, what's that inspiration that we're working with? We also see Vesta on Orpheus, which is music, as I'm moving my CDs to Florida. Very literal. <laughs> Astrology is so literal. We also have the Arabic parts. This is for um, Washington. So Mercury and Venus on the part of plays. Now remember, we've got them forming energy. We've got them telling us what they're going to do. Plays in the old days, they didn't have printing presses, so they... Um, they told stories. You would go and have the town crier recite. People didn't necessarily read. So you heard about things through plays. So we're going to watch very carefully. We're going to watch for stories to be released, uh, new ideas to come forward, writing that changes how we think. Notice Mars on the part of fortune. Remember that eclipse, that picture of the new moon. Mars is angular on the ascendant in the chart cast for DC, but it also is a pretty potent Mars because it is, um, you know, it's, it rules the nodes of fate, and it is out of bounds, and it's also talking to Jupiter and Neptune. So we see the part of plays, we see Mars in a very active energy, it's got a part of merchandise, Jupiter's on the part of discord, 
That's not always fun, uh, but we do see discord. We do see people kind of arguing about things. And, of course, Jupiter, high in the chart, stopped. Helps us look at the discord and see it in a different way. Um, we do see some treachery on this new moon. Always fun to have treachery in the room. Watch for treachery and people going, oh! Um, we also see um, the uh, Ascendant on the part of Danger or Peril. Now, that doesn't normally happen, but because Mars is on the Ascendant in this, there is a little bit of danger. There is a little bit of, uh, um, what's the right word for it? A bit of action that you you don't find comfortable. And, uh, you know, just kind of watch for it. The fixed stars on Taris, revealing secrets, revealing things that were hidden before. Capella, communication, Bellatrix, a sign of seeing. Shit is an astrology star, but it also is a very potent star for having psychic understanding. And with Jupiter at the last degrees stationing, you may get like some kind of psychic understanding uh, or kind of an aha, like, oh, wow, I never realized that before. So that's all kind of part of that new moon. Okay. Um, and then the rest of the week is, is boring. You know, Wednesday's it. Now, we have a Sag moon for Thanksgiving, so that does make the moon, um, people a little bit in mood to have a conversation. Um, there's a great pod, podcast, podcast called Pod Save America, and there's, <laughs> there's a podcast that I didn't finish listening to last night because I was tired, um, that was, uh, how to talk to your uncle about QAnon over Thanksgiving dinner, and I thought, hey, you know, interesting, I don't know that I'll be talking to anybody about QAnon over Thanksgiving dinner, I tend to have dinner with liberal friends, but if you have to need it, it's a really good one. John Favreau on Pod Save America. <laughs> I apologize. I have post-nasal drip with my uh, sleep apnea machine. Alright, off we go. The sun is in Scorpio this week. Uh, 28 Scorpio gets to 5 Sagittarius by the end of the week. As we mentioned, it goes into Sagittarius on 320. The back half of the week is easy. Now, there are a lot of health aspects this week. Um, you know, part of the thing with eclipses is they bring up health matters. So if an eclipse matter, if the eclipse has brought up health matters, definitely follow up on them because they're important. Um, so I'm not going to go through the quindicilles. But that the sun's pretty quiet. You saw the aspects. Not a lot going on. Um, then Mercury this week runs from a 7 Sag on a world point to 16 Sag, moving pretty quick, over a degree a day. Has that sesquiquadrate uh, and that that hammer of Thor with Eris and, and her friends. It meets up with Venus. The two of them are kissing, and then Mercury's like, bye, honey, gotta go. Venus is like, bye, and off they go into their new directions. Um, we also have Mercury hitting the nodes of fate. Watch who you see, meet, talk to on the 25th. There's a, a little bit of a melancholy there with Mercury aspecting the nodes. And he has, at the end of the week, he has a quincunx to Uranus on the 27th, inviting change to happen. Um, and of course, you know, a little, it's got a little, little sadness, Mercury quincunx Uranus. Um, not bad, but you know, it's, it's more goodbye sad. You know, like, gee, you know, I think we're going to change this. And Uranus says yes, and Mercury goes yes, and everybody says goodbye. Venus this week, 7 Sag through 14 Sag. Mercury notices a little faster than her. She too has that sesquiquadrate we talked about. Uh, the Hammer of Thor with Eris, the Goddess of Discord, and Athena. She also has an aspect to the Nodes of Fate that happens on the 26th. Mercury has his on the 25th. 
And again, the nodes of fate. There's like a culmination of the story. There's a packing up. There's a recognition that's done. And so um, that'll be when the boxes get picked up in my life. The Mercury, the boxes go on Friday. My house looks very different on Saturday. Venus, I walk around and I go, wow, where is everything? Hammer Thor. Hammer's going to be good. You know, kind of knock stuff out of your house, too. Um, Mars is very quiet this week. He does have a square with Ceres. That happened on the 20, happens on the 22nd. And otherwise, quiet. And Jupiter, as we mentioned, stationing to go direct. Uh, in Pisces at the last degree. Happy guy. And then that's kind of it. Uh, you know, Vesta already entered Pisces. It's not a bad week, which is good. We, we need a break. It's been a little intense. Um, in terms of our moons and our intense days here, whoops, throwing away my my ports there. Um, okay, so today and yesterday the moon was in Libra. Today the moon went void at 6:14 uh, a.m. and it enters into Scorpio today at 12:16 p.m. Uh, lunchtime, uh, and it goes went void with a square to Pluto, so it's a little sad moon squares Pluto, and then it's in Scorpio um, Monday afternoon, Monday night, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, going void at 1.16 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon, and it enters into Sagittarius at 3.16 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. That's when the new moon happens, 5.57, Jupiter stations to go direct. The week gets quiet. After that, the sun's in Sag. We have Thanksgiving on Thursday here in America. And Jupiter moon, Sag moon, lots of food, Jupiter direct, lots of food. Oh, I go to my friend Mary Ann's, she makes the best, best squash soup. And then we have these wonderful hors d'oeuvres, and we have a wonderful meal. And her son's going to be there with his partner, and she's pregnant. We have a little baby in the process, and we have two little boys. I always take a picture of them. Um, so this year it'll be the two little boys and the picture in the... Uh, sonogram with Marianne and uh, Brandon and Michaela. So I know I, what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Hopefully you have good plans too. Um, well, that's Sagittarius moons and Sag on Thanksgiving. Of course, that can be fiery conversations. Remember, Mercury and Venus are in Sag too. And um, then Sagittarius on uh, Friday, 2.22 p.m., moon goes void, and it goes void with a square to Jupiter. And then it's void for two hours on Friday, entering Capricorn at 4.18 p.m. It's in Capricorn on um, Friday night, all day Saturday the 26th, the Sunday the 27th. It goes void next Sunday at 3.11 p.m. with a sextile, moon sextiles uh, Jupiter, moon in Capricorn sextiles Jupiter in Pisces. It's void until 5 o'clock when it enters Aquarius. And then the Aquarius moon on Sunday the 27th and the 28th goes void at 153 with a conjunction to Saturn. So all week, except for Monday, today, the moon has really nice flowing, closing aspects. And the intense days, um, really, uh, Black Friday is the big one, because the moon in Sag squares the Jupiter and the Neptune. So that's the only one, and it's not bad, you know, not a bad intense. Um, we also have a little bit of an intense day on um, Sunday, but it's more adjusting, adjusting intense, like, okay, we have to adjust this, okay, and a lot of times that's when you put up the Christmas tree, right, um, and Monday the 28th is a little intense, not bad intense, but just kind of busy, busy, so not a lot of intense days this week either, 
thank heavens. We've been having so many intense days. It's kind of going to be weird not to have intense days. But, hey, some weeks are easier than others. So hopefully you love all this Sag energy reporting to fabulous Jupiter. Fabulous Jupiter in Pisces. It also is very deep feeling. Um, if you have people that are leaving, this is a great week for them to leave. Great week for you to leave. Great week for friendly, um, gee, I think I'm finished here, time to go, uh, energies. And, um, you know, off we go. Now, somebody asked me to talk about Elon Musk. And um, so I'm just going to take say a couple words. When you buy a company that's about communication on Mars retrograde, out of bounds, answering to uh, Mercury and Scorpio or Mercury and Sag, either way, um, and Mercury is kind of a wild communicator, you're going to get some really wild results. Um, and Elon is, um, as you might guess, not necessarily an easy guy to work for. Um, which we're hearing. He has three passports. He's born in South Africa. He mother is Canadian, so he got a Canadian passport. And then he came to the United States for school, and he got U.S. got an H visa. We gave him. He's an immigrant. Gave him a visa, and he got a citizenship. And so he has citizens. You know, three passports. Citizen. We don't require people to give up their citizenship. Um, he has three citizenships and three passports. So. Yes, he has definitely got a really interesting chart, and you know, you buy a company on communication company on Mars retrograde in Gemini. It kind of reminds me a little bit of when um, Time Warner bought AOL. I think it was, you know, and it was like a Mercury retrograde or something, and it just was a mess. So this astrology at work. Just enjoy watching the crazy at Twitter because this is Mars retrograde out of bounds. You know, firing everybody. Work, work, work. You got to work exceptional. Okay, you can't work from home. Okay, you can work from home. Provided your manager guarantees you're exceptional. This is this is our our eclipse entertainment. Think of the cosmic universe. It's showing us all these aspects. That's the part I love about looking at the world dynamics and seeing them and going, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, okay, you think that's gonna oh Mars retrograde, people? It's all gonna change. So we'll see what happens. Um, and that's my take on Elon. Um, not going to do a whole analysis of his chart, but for those of you who are curious. Um, last, next up, we have the cruise. Yay, go for it. Uh, it's fun. It's going to be the 22nd to the 28th, six sports, teaching while we're at sea. Uh, also, a cup full of stars. People seem to really like it. Um, you get, a, for $17 a month, you get me reading you the daily aspects, typing them to you, and giving a short little six to ten minute synopsis of the energy of the day and how to use it. Sometimes you get a song for the day. You know, this week when the sun goes into Sag, we're going to get, um, uh, I don't remember what we're going to get. We're going to get something. But last week when Venus went in to Sag, we got This Girl is on Fire with Alicia Kay's keys. And when Mercury went in, we got um, Great Balls of Fire, Johnny Cash singing, and then Disco Inferno, and literally there was a Disco Inferno, apologies to the world, but that was the energy, and there was a Disco shooting. Um, you can kind of see the energy, it's kind of amazing to me. But anyway, I talk about uh, the aspects for the day and give you a wish to how to work with them and what to do. It kind of breaks the weekly weather into smaller parts. We also have the Pluto return, we also have the Neptune conjunction, and if you're interested, uh, I did a new moon ritual last night, a uh, webinar on the new moon coming up much more in depth than I just did with you here. 
um, and what where, do, where it takes place in your chart, what energy it's activating, and also did a little bit in the front about the Jupiter in Aries ingress that's going to happen before we have our next new moon. So that wishes you a good week. Um, have a good time, and off you go. Kiss for luck, and you're on your way. Have a great one. Bye. This conference is no longer being recorded.